This show is not a financial advice. Bitcoin and shitcoins involve risk. Consult the professional before investing. Uh, I'm going to reach out right now to the next co-host uh, and get him on. Um, so where is where is he? So next on is Carlos Sagaros. Uh, come on, he should be listening live. Um, so this is the thing, right? Uh, we're we're doing we're doing a craziness uh, right now, um, and there's a lot to organize. Uh, but we are joined by a fellow Jitser. Who are you, my friend? Garros Agaros is here! Unmute yourself, my friend. Get ready to speak. Um, here we go. Okay. Here so we go. Welcome. Welcome. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. How about you, Max? Oh, it is, uh, it is absolutely crazy what is going on here in Hackers Congress. Um, yeah, uh, you know, yesterday we were in here trying to build uh, everything around that you see behind the camera, uh, and we got home way too late. Uh, and this morning, I didn't even get to open my laptop. Uh, immediately jump in the shower, come in here, uh, just pack a bulletproof coffee, right? <laughs> uh, as Farallonly Pull is, uh, it teaches you it's, it's the best bulletproof. Um, and then uh, went to the press conference and come up here, open my laptop for the first time in like 20 hours and uh, not even realizing all the many messages that I still have to reply. Uh, <laughs> but we're live now, so let's continue doing it. Caro, uh, You're live, uh, how, how yeah. are you? Okay, I'm doing all right, man. Been having a pretty rough morning, but uh, everything's going fine now. Yes, yes. Um, you are not in Prague. That is a shame. That is a shame. Ah, that's a Why shame, not? yeah, man. Uh, Orvar really, really blocked me from going. I was really pumped about going over to Prague because I really missed the place. And it's just so phenomenal, the whole Hackers Congress. It's just like a whole experience that people need to see when they go over and, you know, like all the process they go through with, at least the, for, for first timers, at least. I think uh, we have, yes, absolutely. We ha I think we have modus operandi in here also. I'm just trying like modus operandi. Hello, hello, hello from Manchester. Hey, how are you? Um, well, fantastic. Now that you have joined us, thank you. Um, you so and and you know this is uh, of course. So let me introduce you guys a bit. The uh, uh, BTC Dragon Lord uh, has this awesome podcast, Bitcoin Rehab podcast. Uh, Carlo, why is it called Rehab? Uh, it, it is a really funny story. I was actually on Dragon's Den and they were talking about uh, some sort of topics and someone was looking at like uh, Bitcoin Rehab being a free domain, still not unclaimed, I mean still unclaimed. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe why not? And, and then actually Fartface before that came up with the idea that he wants to buy me a microphone. And he wants like a new podcast going on that's more Bitcoin oriented with more toxic people usually. And then that thing happened. Basically, he started my podcast and the name just kind of came out of the whole thing. And that's it. And it's been going on since then with a little bit of break in September. Oh, fantastic. And, and so what kind of topics do you, uh, do you cover there? Uh, what, what do you want to tell uh, Everything from economics to personal things to art, culture, whatever that comes up and it's important for the community basically and for people. So, yeah. yeah. 
yes, okay, I see. Well, well modus operandi, uh, what are you doing in here? Uh, uh, how did you fall down the rabbit hole? Uh, my experience was uh, I visited uh, South America in 2017 and uh, actually saw the uh, application of uh, Bitcoin being applied across the continent because I traveled all across. So that was my first introduction was in 2017. Okay, fantastic. Uh, so you, you know what, guys? Uh, I just uh, looking at my, my inbox right now. I would really, uh, I, I gotta go for a bit. Uh, and Sure, go on, we'll take over, man. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I'm so happy to have amazing Bitcoin podcasters uh, contributing to the HCPP TV. Uh, frankly, I could not do it myself. Uh, so you know what? <laughs> I will shut up a bit. Uh, you will be glad to hear less of my blubbering because there's a lot more to come over the weekend. Uh, so again, thanks, uh, Caro. Thanks, Modus Operandi, for coming on. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to this conversation. So please take it from here. Sure. See you, Max. All right. So... Welcome to the Bitcoin Rehab Show. This is a really special episode right now, since we're going to be going back in time a bit. But let's first take a look at the weather in Prague. It's 12 Celsius degrees and a bit windy, about 88% humidity. This is kind of like the first time I, I went to Hackers Congress. How about you, Modus? Was, was last year your first Hackers Congress or you been there before? No, uh, last year was um, my first time. Uh, oh, well, first I, yeah, yeah. That's actually was my first time. Also, it's mm. like I've been wanting to visit Prague for a long time after I went to Bratislava to Paranapolis, but I didn't manage to do that up until like October last year. And yes. it was really like a, a special experience for all of us. Like when I arrived into Prague and then went over there. Uh, the first day was like like right now just having this deja vu moment like i'm there again or something but it's just a bit different because i'm so far away right now absolutely but, yeah um so we we, we kind of met you know in, in bratislava like <laughs> that year a bit <laughs> earlier so we got a bit of a history here and yes. it was i was quite surprised we actually met there yeah, because I actually visited uh, the uh, crypto camp that took place in uh, in July um, in Prague. So I first visited the Paralelny Polis uh, to do a one-week uh, workshop of um, different kind of um, topics. And then I was so interested in the Paralelny Polis project, I decided then once I completed the uh, one-week uh, camp, in Prague to visit Bratislava, and that's where we met up in uh, Bratislava. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I arrived like right when you were leaving, and we yeah, just absolutely. had like a drink or something. When I walked in, like first time, like oh, let's just buy some sort of a drink, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna play pay with Unchain first, and then I just looked around, talked to people. That's when I first met with with Zuska, and and then that's where the whole Paranipolis experience started, basically. Absolutely. And then basically like a few months later, we again met, which was quite a surprise to me. And I was really happy about it. You were there and we had this really cool experience there. Definitely. It was, uh, it was a special moment because to me, when I'm about to leave, to go back to Prague, to take a flight, to go back to the UK, you were coming in. I think there was an event taking place that day um, 
at the Paladinli Polis in Bratislava. And um, yeah, then to meet up again in October. Oh, yeah, with uh, Giacomo Zucco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, it was really good. I was really, really happy to see you again. And uh, the environment, the energy was really, really fantastic. Yeah, like, so let's just talk a bit about more about, more about the Paranipolis experience. So, like, it was really interesting. I, I was quite uh, surprised that it wasn't really the cypherpunk conference I was looking for because people didn't really wear masks. I was like the only, only weirdo, only wearing a <laughs> balaclava the entire time and like not even taking it out when eating and like had to run away into the uh, decent truck to, you know, have one of my salads or something. And then it just was, it was a really great experience, although otherwise. Yes, all the people I, you meet there it's it's like it's total freedom and the networking you can do there the people you can meet there completely changes your life and and the and like how you move forward it's like I'm not sure what you think about this no i agree i think uh when you arrive there you've got so many people who are on the same wavelength so many people who are sharing the same idea or vision and uh, importantly uh it's an accumulation of people from all around the world and networking, which is so important. Yeah, like building good networks and good peers there is really, really important. Yes. Although it's not always going to be the same echo chamber because I met there lots of people who were totally on different wavelength than I was. <laughs> and it was quite obvious. Um, but nonetheless, it, it was really great. So... What do you think about the whole concept of uh, Paralipolis, the Paralipolis, basically? Uh, to be, I think it's a fantastic concept. I think it's an opportunity for, you know, people to um, go there to see, you know, the um, the philosophy that they're trying to propagate. Um, I mean, I've my experience. I will never forget it, and I really, really wanted to be there this year as well, but. Unfortunately, we can't be there physically, but we're we're here um, in the capacity that we are now. But I will definitely be going again. I mean, just everybody is so welcoming. Um, the you know the kind of topics that are discussed there, the speakers, everything. I I, I thought it was very very very. I was quite overwhelmed to be honest at the beginning. Yeah, like the information again is really overwhelming, but then you really try to figure out like which one you need, which one is the best for you. And everybody finds their own little topic that they are comfortable with. But I know about some people also who didn't really attend the presentation. They were just talking to other people and making friends. It's also like a good part-time experience there for people, yes. I would say. Yes, I agree. I agree. There was uh, so many people that I met from the UK that you know, yeah, like Silent Lamb, for example. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And who else was there? Do you had any uh, favorite presentations? Did you have any? Uh, I remember one of the ones that I liked was the one from Urai. Um, I think it was on the second day. Uh, it was a really good, um, you know, uh, discussion. Uh, I will tell you, uh, it was to do with um, the financial with... surveillance and the crypto oh, yeah. utopias. Hmm. My favorite was, I think, I had multiple favorites, one with Martin Wolfstiak when he was talking about uh, Lightning UX and 
based the UX of how acquire Bitcoin. And he was talking about interesting scenarios that people go through in the beginning when they try to acquire Bitcoin. And then the other favorite was probably from Smuggler. Yes. He was talking about this really interesting concept, how to go, go beyond blockchains and how to transact without them. Yes, yes, I remember now. And what else were there? Hmm. Anyway. Are you talking about the one which is to do with the forgotten art of anonymous digital cash and opting out? Oh, yes, 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 yes. It was really good, that one. So, like, even maybe there are going to be people today who will be having their first time experience, although it's going to be really, really different than what we experienced, certainly. Don't yes. you think? Yes, I agree. I agree. Like, with the whole virus that's going on now and force mass wearing and things like that. At least everybody's now a cyberpunk to some extent. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and at least, yeah, yeah, basically we can say that. And it's just going to be a really more real. I would say it's a more relaxed experience. You know, yes. less people they're going to meet, but they're going to have much more time to talk to them, sure. which will probably form them more closer bonds if they want to develop those. Definitely. And I want to give them like a, like a, a, a good advice is that at around 12 or 1 p.m., the, the, the room where you can stash your, your clothes is going to open so you don't have to sweat your balls off <laughs> in, basically in your coats <laughs> during the entire time, but you have to go through the, the open area to get there, uh, which is like quite a good uh, new thing for for beginners basically <laughs> although we still have 45 minutes i think one of the first workshop begins with uh, i think with mario havel okay and uh, it, it's good to get oriented first so so like just ask around who's willing to orient you and ask them to bring around the whole place it's always good to have like this physical walk through the entire place in my opinion Yes, I agree. I agree. It's, I mean, just, it, it's surprisingly so big, like the venue with, yeah. with La Fabrica together. Mm. And, and like the whole area is basically open. But not, so there are some closed areas, but nonetheless, it's, it's pretty big. Yes, I agree. I mean, um, you don't actually realize the size or the magnitude of, um, you know, the place until you don't actually go in there and move around and go to the different sections. And uh, there's so much going on simultaneously at the same time. Um, so how would you summarize the, the whole three day? Was it a net positive for you? That oh, very, very. What kind of oh. experience did you had other than that? Uh, I mean, I, I could have, I couldn't stop talking about it when I got back to the UK with, <laughs> uh, with you know, fellow friends or people who are into this kind of, uh, into this kind of community. Um, I remember, um, somebody from Manchester who's responsible for the um, crypto community here ringing me while I was over there asking me uh, about my thoughts and uh, my experience. And I was saying to him, you definitely, definitely have to make a visit at least once in your lifetime to at least go there and experience the whole energy and the whole, everything that's on display. I mean, just sometimes the people who you meet or different characters talking about different things, but Everything is so, you know, so in, in, informational over there and so, so much knowledge to be shared. Mm -hmm. 
although today's, I mean, this year's uh, Congress is quite different in topic, which is more about the digital totality, like the mm -hmm. one we're living right now with government encroaching on every possible right that we have. Yes. Then the opting out, so like it's it's harder to opt out when the government is just there right in your face, mm. and like it's quite obvious with the with the present situation that things are more restricted. Like even events are being kept at like five hundred people in in Prague at least, and then certain restrictions also apply. And then anytime somebody can come and then snitch on you, basically, and then the event is over. Mm. I agree. I mean, uh, even in the UK, there's. Um... There's an encouragement to people to snitch on each other, and I just think it's too more to do with dividing people. You see, dividing like how? Dividing as in like uh, you know you have a community or you have neighbors or you have people who are from one country or from one area, but then you've created this kind of us against them kind of mentality. Um, so. Me personally, I think it's more a case of uh, keeping the people divided rather than focusing on the real objectives and the real issues at hand. Yeah, so it's quite concerning that uh, we got this far in such a short period of time, although. And it just it, it doesn't seem like it's going to end because it might have a fallout out of this that the uh, government is not going to be you know, stopping anymore. Yeah, I think people are kind of uh, physically and mentally tired because uh, the information is so inconsistent and uh, it appears that it's never ending. And uh, I don't know, I feel that people are becoming very frustrated about this as well. Yeah, frustration is there because everybody is now on our trigger. trigger. It's like a, a hair pull trigger, basically. Like they, they're so easy to trigger about topics and everybody's so jumpy and, and angry. When you go out and you don't uh, kind of comply with what society expects from you, they get so jumpy. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I agree. I mean, uh, I've experienced this myself on uh, quite a few occasions in uh, in the public uh, where people will start giving you certain looks or become quite intense. Uh, intimidation is uh, another uh, emotion that's been involved Um it's really unfortunate, really, really unfortunate. And uh, anybody who attempts to think outside of the box is uh, considered a conspiracy theorist or somebody who's not conforming to what they would like you to conform to. Yeah, the general labels they throw around for people. And it's like you can't even question the system anymore. You just have to accept everything that how the experts, the so-called experts, basically <laughs> tell you. And you have to like follow it like a sheep. And you can't have a can't have your own individual mind and thought because that will be unconformist in a sense. True, yeah, no critical thinking's allowed. Uh, they prefer sheeples. So anyway, uh let's just steer back a bit. Uh have you had any funny moments at uh at Paranipolis? Uh yes. We uh, do have a <laughs> funny experience together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, the the gentleman who uh, oh, yeah, the gentleman. <laughs> who uh, who exposed himself as a Bitcoin uh, cash uh, maximalist, I would I would say. Oh yeah, I, I remember the day when I went in in the morning. I think was it the second day, right? Yes. I, yeah. So yeah, I was. It was like around eight or nine a.m. I yes. was really grudgy, and I and I just <laughs> went in with my coat on, 
and I was like, yeah, when I arrived with the tra I remember it's because I was actually far away in, in West uh, Spokilov in an Airbnb and I had to go for like one hour of a tram ride from all the way there to, to Polis and I always went through the Sventislav Square, which was really beautiful. And then I went went in and sat down and, and we kind of like started talking there after you arrived also. And then these guys just kind of came in. You remember that, right? Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And this, uh, well, I, I just, I was only living, I was only staying further down uh, the road. But as soon as this gentleman used the words that he did, I mean, I, I was alert <laughs> and I was awake. I mean, uh, I was... I was thinking, am I at the right place over here? <laughs> right place. <laughs> Everybody is kind of like in a Bitcoin mindset to some period, but then you start like think like like uh, that things are not really how you expect it to be, True. and then your your views are getting challenged because if you got it's not just an echo chamber here. There's like a whole environment here that is totally diverse, and and you will see people who are totally not within your group, basically. Yes. That's when we started like talking, like you know. But he said that uh, when I was talking to him, that, that he's more into Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yeah. believe it. And I looked at you like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, wrong place. You need to be across the Atlantic somewhere else. <laughs> and you asked him like, like what? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a funny moment. That was when our when our reality got challenged, I'd say, and we just kind of arrived at the point that like we were a bit baffled by the differences in between the, the realities that kind of clashed. Very true, very true. And I was, that's, I was... that's when also that older other guy basically called us like guys from the institute. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like like what kind of an institute? I think he was referring to Blockstream or something. Yes, yeah, you're right. Have you had any other more interesting situations there? Uh, just generally the whole, uh, everybody who was meeting, uh, everybody had a story to tell about their own experiences. Um, I, I really enjoyed my uh, every moment there. It was just sometimes after I met that gentleman, I was slightly a bit hesitant about, I was always asking the other people first, what was their opinion on, or their thoughts on Bitcoin before I would engage because that gentleman was a wake-up call for me. Oh, which one? So uh, the B-Casher one? Yes, the definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, like, what I kind of came across, which would be a quite interesting uh, lesson for people listening who are, like, first time at police and they want to remain quasi-pseudo-anonymous or anonymous, is to don't go out with people to eat with mask on if you value your privacy because I did my first uh, kind of mistake there which I wouldn't say it was really bad but more like I wouldn't want to repeat it. Don't you have any situation like that? Uh, no actually I um, you a couple of occasions I was there and a couple of few times I went out but I was not wearing a mask mm -hmm. so it was okay for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I met this guy. I think it was named like Michael or something. Mm -hmm. It was a German guy, and it turns out he was some sort of a Antifa member from from somewhere. And I went to McDonald's, <laughs> which was quite an upset because you know I have this this thinking that you know 
I should be more careful, like who I open up to, and this whole dilemma there. That, 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 that who can you trust? Can you build up trust at a conference in such a short period of time? Mm. What do you What do you think about that? Um, I think uh, sometimes it can be quite challenging because you go in there with an open mind and uh, looking forward to like networking, but then sometimes certain behavior patterns or some of the talks can kind of give you an indication that you've got to be you know careful as careful. well yeah. yes yes um like the more how would i say radical sides of the interest there yes yes yeah definitely uh, but uh, it's not necessarily a big problem at least you know who's there you can see the power structures there developing among people and what they do and the specialists who are specializing in things yes i agree i agree because i remember i'm, I'm sidetracking off the topics slightly because i remember Remember the gentleman called Jörg Platzer, the the gentleman from Germany who was talking about the inevitable and awful end of the grand Bitcoin experiment. I mean, while he was speaking, he was saying that there could be a possibility that there could be people here that are there for other reasons. Yeah, like other reasons as in being with the government? Yes, yes. Very interesting, Todd. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, yeah, he was just saying that um, I remember attending uh, his talk and uh, it was really, really a good talk. But he was also saying that look towards the left, look towards the right. You could be sat with somebody who's here for not the same reasons that you are there for. And uh, although there's so many people who are passionate about the Bitcoin experiment, there are also people who are also very anti-Bitcoin. So um, you never know when you attend places like this. Uh, who's there and what their motives are as well, you see. The hidden gender is Absolutely, absolutely. Although there are some people with, with really positive agendas also who were at the event, like for example, Keto Miner brought around his uh, nodal red design and he was showing around for some people. Because at the time he was developing the product and it was really, really cool. I didn't see it though because I totally missed it. But I met with also the Samurai Wallet guys who were doing some stuff. And then... All kinds of interesting other stuff happened. Yes. I mean, the workshops were really, really good. The workshops, yeah, especially the workshops. Yes. And then also the, the exhibition the, for, the, for the companies and the projects and the art exhibition also was really great. Yes. You, I mean, even on the last day, they brought in really interesting products like some backpack manufacturer was there also selling some products and uh, showing some prototypes for their new designs but you don't uh, you don't you wouldn't really uh, expect that events but like the even that was full with really interesting privacy enhancing technologies like RFID blocking and other stuff yes i agree but like, like it's just not it's just not for hackers this conference it's more like a freedom conference where art is also uh, present like uh, with the coins, basically, they're being sold. With, I think it was with, uh, who was on it? There was that uh, auction going on last time. Uh, I think Julian Assange was on it, right? Yes, yes. I yeah, like that. with the coin designs, they're uh, really interesting. It's like uh, uh, everything has a small message there that you kind of can go and see. And, yeah, I and agree. And the art... The art by uh, Martin Fisher. That was the first time I personally bought real art. But I bought uh, the collab picture he made with uh, Vitko Janowski. 
Yeah, because uh, I remember they were telling me that uh, that year it was for Julian Assange and the year before was yeah. for Ross. Ross Ulbricht, yeah. Yes, yes. They told me that the year before in uh, 2018, the proceeds went to Ross's mother, you see. Very interesting. Yeah, there's so much going on. There's so much to explore and maybe our listeners can start doing that already because <laughs> <laughs> it's just three days is not enough to actually do that because if you gotta start thinking that that you have time to see everything you're gonna figure out that you don't have time there are three presentations happening at the same time and you can't just split into three persons and then just you know see see all of them you have to be really really selective yes but yes. then you know if you're being selective you kind of forget about the entire thing that there are people also to meet yes we're gonna be yeah. here and there and then there's going to be people who are not going to be attending presentations also, but they're just going to walk around and then keep, uh, you know, conversing people. And that's the whole thing is that you need to be really, really on with your time management and then how you interact with others, basically. I agree. I agree. I how mean, do you manage your time there? Like, what was your focus there when you went there? Uh, I was so excited to first attend the uh, talks. Uh, but then when you look at the schedule, you start to see you've got to kind of be <laughs> smart and work out uh, attending a talk and then maybe going to a workshop and then also utilizing the time to network. And a good example of this was a gentleman who was from the UK who told me that he only attended maybe three or four talks, but the rest of the time he was networking with everybody yeah. there. Yeah, you know, you need to, it, it, I think it's a personal preference that yes. people need to figure out what is more important for you. What do you want to see people talk about interesting topics? Yeah. You want to consume that content? What, mm -hmm. it, what do you want to consume? Do you just want to go into Bitcoin coffee and they have like a couple sandwiches or something? That, that's, that's like a whole thing you need to do there. Because even from the second day, I started figuring out, like, oh, maybe I can have breakfast here. I can just talk, start talking to people. I can do this, do that, and then just, you know, keep experimenting. And then maybe it's just like the first timers, you know, confusion that you have to go through and then attend again, just to be able to figure out what you're going to be doing. Because you never know what's going to be happening. More interesting things going to be going on. And then the whole thing starts coming in when you start questioning whether you should be on this presentation or not. You should be out walking around, seeing things, talking to your friends or networking. It, it's like a whole management game that you're playing there, basically. Yes, I agree. That's, um, but I think everybody's so welcoming as well at the same time. I mean, if you... Very welcoming, yeah. Yes, I mean, if you attend uh, a talk and after a couple of hours you want to take a break, there's already... There's already somebody there to talk to and share with them their reasons for them attending the event. And and what I wanted to also mention is that it's not just all about Bitcoin as well. There's so many different topics that are being discussed there, whether it's privacy or decentralization or P2P. Or... Very important topics, basically. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, so there's so much going on. And uh, I think it caters for everybody from any sort of background. Definitely. So, like, when the first time we kind of arrived, what, what was the first thing you done at Paranipolis? I mean, at, at the conference only. Uh, the first time I got there was uh, meeting up with people, um, asking them how long they've uh, known about the project, um, how far they've come from. I mean, it was surprising, some people coming from so many far, far places around the world, but you always want to know how they got to know about it and their own experience of previous years. I mean, 
there was somebody I met there that had been visiting for the last three years. A regular three years oh regular yeah. yeah 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 i know like i know sebastian was there ever since it started because he was really sold about this whole libertarian ideological uh, ideology behind the entire event that's what he said that's more like the freedom aspect that really values there when he goes there yeah it's like it's not something that he can miss out on he mm. also had this really fun little contraption you remember that the the mask machine <laughs> he set up there at the conference yes yes like we all like been like five thousand satoshis for one black mask. Right, and right. like, the machine got clogged up all the time. Like you had to like ask him for help or just like reach inside and then take it out. But then in the last day, he said like you can just open the top and then just take the mask out. It was broken. <laughs> that was really fun, you know, machine. There. I, I really loved that. Mm -hmm. And it, it gives people opportunity to share, you know, like some of the. Uh, projects or ideas of what they're trying to do and how they want to implement things as well you see oh yeah like you remember like the, the parallel garden that was there it was used like a, a hydrophonics garden for growing uh, uh, salads yes yes that was just so interesting how they were awesome. doing the the measuring for 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 humidity and water uh, like for everything basically and yes. like how the lights were operating also and everything was automated and they said like they had like these these little spaces where they had it on display and they were recently talking about like how you can make this on large scale operations like how they have mm. massive farms yes definitely and I they're remember. really fascinating to me yeah yes yes i remember um when i went to the crypto camp uh, one of the um representatives there was uh, explaining to me that they would be having this and actually seeing it live uh, is so so interesting because you get an idea of things on a micro scale and how they can be implemented on a macro scale as well in the future. Yeah, like, it, it's so good that you can see all these topics there and for implementation of these things. And then you're totally like sold about this idea that you want to have like, maybe if you ever get a farm or something or a land and you want to build like an operation for producing something, you can always just pull ideas out of these these places it just yeah. it's not just for hackers it's even for people wanting to do automation and ai and everything all these kind of things and you can find your topic there there's like every, every topic that you could think of you can find it also there at polis and this is the most interesting part about it i agree i agree i think um It'd be I wrong think even just... people wanting to see like like robotics or automation or farming they can always just go there also Yes, I agree. I agree. I think sometimes people could uh, assume that this uh, Congress is only for, you know, people who are into a particular thing, but there's, there's so much variables there and so much to take away from it as well. Yeah, I remember this guy who was there. I don't, I don't, I don't remember his name, but he was actually a developer. He was developing dark rooms in Czechia because he was talking about is that the, the Czech people love total silence during their sleep and they want to completely eliminate light out of their homes. And he was like talking about these things. Okay. Um, it was the weird guy with the, with the plumpas or what he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, I remember. But he was really this, this weird philosopher that really had these deep thoughts about uh, society and I was so fascinated that it actually found somebody who was uh, on the same wavelength that I was about society and and culture basically and how it can affect uh, views on for example on cryptocurrencies because he was talking like that that, that uh, Czech people have this this strong emotional memory of the past mm 
of of the of the harshness of reality they went through throughout the centuries when they were under uh, oppression. Because Czech people, as he said, they're much more longer being oppressed by 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 heads of state and governments than than any other country, cultures, basically. And then they have this this uh, this natural feel towards finding solutions and alternatives and finding freedom. So it's quite uh, visible also that the Parani police was also a big thing that started there, although they were kind of started with, with Slovakian hackers, but that's another story, basically. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah, there's so much... Uh... There's so much freedom and, and, and more, you know, socially liberal uh, um, Czechia is, basically, yes. for these topics, at least. Like, yes. they don't outright reject it, but they, they tolerate it. Yes, I agree. I agree, and... Uh... You know, and the curiosity is, is there, yeah. Yes, and uh, freedom is so paramount in a lot of the things that are discussed there as well, you see. Yeah, like, I was quite... I didn't really know up until then that that uh, guns were legal in Czechia. I was quite surprised, actually. Because they were saying that Prague is one of the most uh, safest city in Europe. And when I'm thinking back, like, well, everybody might have a concealed pistol in their, in their purse. <laughs> and then I started thinking, like, yeah, we shouldn't, shouldn't mess around with the locals. <laughs> you might be getting into trouble or something. But then I was like, yeah, that gives you that, this reassurance that the society really knows what freedom is. And they value their, their, their right to self-defense, which is really important. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, the emphasis on freedom is uh, very important. And I think they do a very, very good job of, you know, demonstrating this as well. Yeah, like even now, this this year, the whole 3D printing is starting to come into the picture at the, at the Hackers Congress, basically. And I found this really exciting that uh, even Jay, Jay Stark going to be uh, talking about 3D printing guns and stuff like that in, in this environment, at least. Oh wow! And like it opens up like this whole new perspective towards more freedom. You you can never have enough freedom, but but that <laughs> <laughs> you have to have some sort of concept right on how you can reach it. Yes. And it's just really important for people to you know have some sort of topics about these things and then see these perspectives how they can improve their freedom. Yes, or I agree. how you can achieve that if they live in a more oppressive country. Yes. I agree. I like, agree. Like with I'm you. in Hungary, I'm stuck here. How should I get to Prague? Maybe I should have lent a lorry to get to Prague, and then how do I get to the borders? That's gonna be a problem. But how do I gonna get back? Oh yeah, this is just like you know this kind of problems and freedoms. Like maybe maybe we should work out some sort of mechanics for these things, like how we can get people to the conference and back. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, this is like a next service that needs solving. Maybe <laughs> definitely. And like, uh, what would have happened if you would you be would you be able to like go there? Like, were you restricted because of the whole situation in the UK or something? Um, yeah, I spoke to uh, a couple of people from the UK that were that visited last year, and I said to them that I am I was happy to make the journey uh, to uh, Prague this year. The only problem I had was that the UK government introduced uh, a two week quarantine and because i'm actually flying out on the 10th of october if i attended the event i oh, would yeah. not be able to fly out for the next two weeks so this is the only reason why i've not been able to make the journey there but i was intending to go there but it's because of the restrictions that the government has put 
on self-isolation when you return. Oh, yeah. We actually had the same thing that Orban did, is that you can go, but you cannot come back easily, <laughs> which got really pissy for me, which was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like I had to cancel my, my hotel, I had to sell my ticket. We actually managed to do it. And then it just, I, I was really bummed that I couldn't hold the second Bitcoin Maximalist dinner, which happened actually yesterday. Christian wow. Chepchar did it, the guy from uh, Brains OS and Slushpool. Wow. Uh, he did a phenomenal night yesterday, which uh, was, I'm really happy that here, everybody enjoyed it, everyone enjoyed the meal. And like so many people attended it, but like more people than last time. And it was really surprising for me, at least, that he managed to pull it off. But all the restrictions being there, that he were only able to stay like until 10. Like, who stays until 10? I was staying there like until 10 also, or 11, I think, right. last time. And then, like, um, yeah. It's just quite oh. bummed out that the government tries to control everything. Even now, it's a completely different situation and than was like there, the first time. And was there quite a few people there last night? Yeah. Wow. And no, not there was more people, I think, actually. They had a much right. more longer table and much more people. Nobody had masks. So that was, I was <laughs> quite happy about that. <laughs> but like, I, I really hope to like make this into like a regular thing if I ever go over there. As like yeah. have like at least a dinner for everybody who comes. Like everybody's invited, not just Bitcoiners. But it's gonna be called Bitcoin Maximalist in right away. Yeah, so, that's good. <laughs> it just I would just I just like kind of like let like, this is a, a program for people who are into cryptocurrencies also, just yes. to come and like see the other side's friendlier face, basically. Yeah, yeah, I get, I see what you mean. Uh, the other thing that was really interesting afterwards is like uh, the auction. You were at the auction, right? Have you? Yes. Have you been there? Like, there was this guy next to me who said, "Don't raise your hand." <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, "You know what's going to happen after that." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, I'm like, I just gonna grab onto my legs and I'm not even gonna raise the hand. <laughs> Like it was, it was lightly suggesting something that was about to happen. Like, oh my god, do, do I gonna be doxing my Bitcoin holdings if I'm buying it, or people gonna be coming after me, or the government gonna be really pissed off that I'm supporting Julian Assange? Is he for the CIA or NSA? <laughs> just, I didn't even know what to think at that time. And this guy, I don't know who he was. If, if I if please reach out to me, because I'm still laughing about this a year on. <laughs> it just, this is like the second funniest one for me probably but like yeah. it just oh man it just i don't even know <laughs> it was funny at the same time but freaky because i don't know if i should laugh or be really scared <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah this this is what I would call the real Parali police experience when you go to Hackers Congress. It just mm -hmm. you beat the weirdos, the real weirdos who you should befriend, basically. Yeah. Like those people you're probably gonna be making a friendship for like the rest of your life. Absolutely. Different characters. Yeah, different characters, yeah. yeah. Characters. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. how would I say like they are the plebs, like you know, the the people who wouldn't consider them themselves important, but they are important. Absolutely, I agree. The people who you should be really networking with, they're making really big friendships with. Sure. Because even with, with Silent Lamp, we kind of started off there. Yeah. And that's when we this year went to the Guns and Bitcoin conference in Switzerland. Okay. Uh, it was okay. done by Obi Boss, a really 
appreciate his organizing that went and like that's where we kind of like uh, went more in on this thing and really really interesting how basically Parampolis and Hackers Congress was like the whole foundation for developing relationships and alliances among other people yes I was going to ask um yeah. Did Barcelona go ahead? I mean, there was a gentleman who came uh, over. They from... say it didn't because they were supposed to have the lightning conference there for wow. the second time. Okay. And then Jeff said there that they're not able to do it anymore because of this developing situation there. So they wouldn't want to go over anymore. Right. Okay. Okay. But they're still going That's ahead in of... terms of the, uh, the having the place there, though. Yeah, they're still going to have it there. There's already a new one, actually, in, in Vienna. Wow, okay. Because the parallel, uh, parallel something police. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry if I butchered it totally. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if they're still open, but I know that sadly uh, Bratislava closed down. They already Has had it? some issues going on before that. I don't want to go in, but oh. yeah, they're they going to be doing some container project in the future, as far right. as I know. Right. I don't know where it's Jurai or, or Martin, they could talk about it, but never mind. But like, we're like, I really miss that place. I, yes, I, do, I do plan like going back there and just seeing the old site because all the memories there that kind of experienced there were like really phenomenal. Yes, yes. I, that's where we met up as well. Wow. I didn't yeah, know man, yeah, we need to go back there, back definitely. to our roots, you know? Definitely have to go back there, definitely. <laughs> yeah, man. So when did it close down? Uh, I think it was like one month after the whole virus uh, oh. restrictions started coming in in Slovakia. Yeah, that's when they were starting having the problems. That's when uh, Progress Bar also closed down, and before that, they closed down also because they didn't want to mess around with the virus. They don't know how bad it was. But I think, I think if they would think back right now, they would be probably more different situation than closing down because okay. the situation wasn't as terrible as they thought back then. Mm, I it just see. Wasn't it just like look at today's situation. Yeah. There's more people sick. Yes, but. There's, there were less sick people last time and more deaths, but then there more restrictions right now. How does that even work and come together? Absolutely. That's when you start thinking like government is you know, really encroaching on your freedoms. Yes, I agree. I agree. It just, there has to be some different reasoning behind these restrictions because the whole situation is different now. It's much more worse. I don't see people going around in big masks. Even people who were wearing these more, uh, this FFP2 mask, FFP3 mask, or gas mask even, <laughs> they're just wearing the clothing, clothes masks. Like, mm -hmm. the, only the paranoid like went to the post office last time. This guy had like this, uh, this dust mask on. And I was like, yeah, like why? What's, what's the point? It's not yeah. deadly enough. Yes. And, and I think concerned. the other thing I wanted to mention is that how yeah, sure. people... How people uh, conflate the word cases with deaths so because they're ramping yeah. up the tests and it's the test positive yeah. yeah yeah and then people are just thinking okay cases must mean death but it's absolutely polar opposites completely the opposite you see like there's so many people who just don't even feel the virus going through them it's just like they have a cough yes it's like you know, lepra just being just you know, like a scratch on your arm. <laughs> just, it, it just, I don't know what to say. Like, is, is, are we having a test positive pandemic or is it just some sort of a weird mm. fetish for the government to take everything over and keep printing money? Like, look they at look the US. They printed over $7 trillion so far. Or how much was it? Wow. Well, yes, something I think like it was, that. yeah, something around that numbers, yeah. That's why the, the stock market keeps going up because they keep buying the stocks and junk bonds. In order mm. to you know pump the price of everything, equity and whatever it is there. 
Yeah, yeah. And like, even though like how many millions of people are currently unemployed in the US, like ten percent almost. Yeah, I think so. The numbers are big. The numbers are definitely big, and, and I think it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then you know why? Why are they furloughed? That it's like there's no point. Absolutely, absolutely. They, Sweden didn't even close down, and their numbers are totally down. There's like nobody even experiences the virus. Yeah, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's actually from Sweden, and he was telling me that um, life is just so normal in Sweden, and people are just getting on with things. And but in the middle of the supposedly uh, pandemic, they were saying that Sweden should be uh, closing down the economy and in placing uh, enforcing all of those restrictions. So. Now everybody's admitting and acknowledging that the path that Sweden took was the right path. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So we need to soon wrap up. So, what? What? Do, uh, which part of the building was your favorite of the entire venue? The whole, the whole place, the whole place. The whole place. Me. Yeah. I had some favorite spots. For example, you know, there was this this garden there with the open area. There was this ladder there with the, with the the vines going up on the wall, which was uh -huh. one of the most special places there, in my <laughs> opinion. All I was surprised like they didn't have the rooftop open, which mm -hmm. was quite a bummer because I would have loved to go up there. Yeah, I would have broke the rule instead. But <laughs> maybe next time I'd give it a try. But other than that, I mean, the entire venue was really big. It's like mm -hmm. a quite a maze, also. So be happy that uh, Martin Obostiak kind of brought yeah. me around the whole place, even the okay. VIP room we went in for a minute. And, and like, it was really interesting, the whole uh, Hackers Congress experience. And I'm pretty sure people who are there right now will be or are already experiencing it right now. Because in 10 minutes, uh, 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 one of the workshops is going to be going. Finally, okay. right? Let me just quickly bring up the name of it. Uh, Michael Schloen von Benevitz and Maria Havel are going to be doing the personal sovereignty workshop on badge claiming, getting started with ACPP badges. Oh, oh yeah, I the remember. badges, remember the badges? I Every year the badges. there's a yeah. new one. Yeah. I'd be curious to see which one they've got this year because last year was really, really good. Oh, it's the same, actually, the same print. It's so fucking it good. Okay. Wow. It's just, they have this, you know, these small packages they get when yeah. we get when we get there and you have to open it. And I waited until like the end of the day to open it because I was like, you know, I'm just going to put this away. I wasn't really thinking like opening it, but I, next time I'm going to open it because it was so cool wearing it on my neck and like mm -hmm. a quite a badge. Although I didn't use it because I don't like these embedded systems where you can just mess around with your money on it and things like that. But yeah. there wasn't any accidents that they were saying. There was so nobody stole anything from these things. So. No, no, it was really good. good. And I think I think that workshop is good to get yourself hands-on to the kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the badge clinic as well to learn about how to put things together as well. Yeah, like they give you these uh, extra badge covers, I think, um, yeah. at, at that time. And that's quite handy because, uh, you know, alone the bare metal is just kind of bad. You have to cover it up with something. Yes. But I mean, you can then load it with everything and then, then take the money off if you need it. So Yeah, yeah. And it's a good way of satisfying the curiosity as well, you know. Yeah. The only thing that I was missing at the time was like a, a printed schedule of the entire event. And I always you know, check my phone and then check the list of speakers. Like, it was quite missing there. I agree. I agree. Yes. And then the souvenirs there. People should check those out. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I, I, I actually broke one of my... USB condom that I wanted to buy, and like, I don't know how to buy anyone. 
I bought three that I last oh, I bought because I said, you know what, it's good to have them as a backup as well, you know. Yeah. Definitely. People should definitely ch- go over to the art section when the whole place opens up. That should be the first one that they check out, actually. Because there's art there that they can buy and people should really go and buy it. Yes. Because yeah. Martin Fisher put so much heart and effort into drawing those things and working day and now to coloring them and printing them out. Absolutely. He's just so amazing. He's an amazing artist. I and agree. it's a really big shout out to him. Definitely. And and people should just go and make reservations for them. I already reserved one of the blue uh, uh, prints that he's going to be selling. Okay. And people should really check it out and then put reservations. Even under the ones that's being being on display. Just go there. Say you want it. And absolutely. then buy it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or somebody else going <laughs> to... Some of the artwork that I saw there was very, very impressive. I mean, I... Very impressive, man. Very impressive. Yeah, I've seen artwork online, but when you're actually there to see it with your... You know, there, it's, it's a different experience. Totally different. Everything. You can go all up, all the way up close there and then see the small details and the differences between the prints. Absolutely. And every print is different because, you know, the, the pressure he puts onto the printing, mm-hmm. the little bit of dirt goes here or there. Not really the real, like, you know, like when he pulls it over on it, everything is different each yeah. time. It's a completely unique yep. print. And that's Absolutely. so special about it. Mm. I agree. So I think our episode here in two minutes is ending <laughs> and I'm running out of topics. So I was maybe going over into our viewers in the morning who are on the live chat. So if you have any questions, we're going to have soon. Uh, Who's coming? I think. Uh, oh my God! What was the schedule here? Uh, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, John Carvalho gonna be coming with Raza. Okay. Raza, okay. yeah. They, I don't know what they are gonna be talking about. <laughs> There's no comment over there, but uh, I think we, we're gonna be having lots of people talking today. And even today, I'm gonna be coming back at around 8 p.m. with the with the Parana Police session. Uh, Dry Bednar are going to be coming. I'm going to be co-hosting with him. And we're going to be having the guys from Panopolis coming over, Martin Bovstiak, Dusky Polis, and Mm -hmm. Mario Havel are going to be there also. I remember Mario Havel. We talk about uh, things like their topics that they were doing and their experiences and what's their plan for for Panopolis, how to go ahead with Bratislava. Okay, that'll be interesting. At uh, 9 p.m. I'm going to come again with Fluffy Pony and a very special guest hmm. who were there last year. I think you met him also. Yeah. Probably the youngest attendee of Hackers Congress. <laughs> we wanted to come on anonymously to yeah. talk about his experience there. Wow. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to have a really exciting day. We're going to have more people like Vlad uh, Costanza going to be coming at around uh, 1 p.m. from 12 John Carvalho, basically. The Max... Bybit going to be coming again, John Carvalho, with two episodes there. Interesting. And then more and more interesting people going to be coming with really interesting topics ranging from whatever. It's just quite phenomenal. Really? I really, really thank for, thank you for coming. I really appreciate that we were able to talk. Thank you. It just, it's really great that I, I was able to talk to you again. I mean, we can always talk. We didn't talk for like quite a long time because I'm really busy with stuff. The university well, it's finished an honor my fees. Uh, yeah, on the on the cast as well. It's an honor. I'm so happy. Yeah, to man. Be I'm really happy you were here. I'm really happy that uh, 
the organizers of Hackers Congress were able to put this amazing uh, event together again. Even the free event with HCPP.tv. I really think this this uh, live event should be happening every year. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need this going on every year, even if there is an on-site event or not. We need this going on and keep bringing freedom to the people who want to listen. Definitely. That's the most important aspect of this whole conference here, basically. I agree. Big shout for the team over there. Big shout to them. Yeah, big shout to them. We Definitely. really appreciate your work. Absolutely. Uh, is Max around? Hey, Max. They're going to pull you onto the show. Okay. Hold on. You don't have to leave it because we still got like three minutes until John Carvalho okay. comes. Maybe, maybe John can start coming and preparing because our time is already up. Okay. So I, I, I will let you go if you want to go. And then I will wait until uh, John arrives. And then okay. the next session coming up right now. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for coming, man. Thank you. Welcome. I'll be here. Catch you later. Thank you. Later. Thank you.